How many of you have been able to unplug this weekend? Some of you? A little bit? How many of you are going to need to go back to work to get some rest from this weekend? You know, that's a tendency uh, of ours a lot of times is uh, when we, quote, recreate, uh, we need to head back to work to, to really uh, rejuvenate. Um, I thought it was appropriate this weekend, this Labor Day weekend, to, to talk about rest and, and how we find it in this wearying world that we live in. The, the pace of life today for the vast majority of folks um, is just out of control. And I think we can live in it so long, um, especially in an area like this, uh, that we forget just how rapid it is. Uh, Kim and I ran into some friends. Uh, some of you know them, the Mayos, uh, who moved to South Carolina um, and, and uh, were members of our church here. We ran into them yesterday in Athens and had a great opportunity to, to just have lunch and, and cut, catch up with them. And they moved to outside of Easley, South Carolina from uh, Alpharetta. And uh, what they were just saying is, man, we had no idea how busy our lives had become until we stepped out of that pattern. Now, I think they've got, what, four kids? Yeah, um, little bitties all the way up. Um, but, but we often don't realize just how rapidly our lives are moving and, and, and oftentimes how depleted our hearts have become. Um, how many of you just really need some rest on a heart level? Hmm. Make it, as you're holding the baby there, yeah, yeah. And and where's Piper downstairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a little bit of respite here, right? Yeah. You know we all do. I mean, uh, this world has a way of just bringing us to that place. And and again, I'm not talking about you know getting a good night's sleep. We can all you know, pull away, hopefully, uh, and get a good night's sleep. Man, I'm talking about a deeper rest, uh, the kind of rest that refreshes your soul. And there's a difference. There's a difference. Man, life is full of hallelujahs and hurts. It's full of celebrations and sorrows. Uh, There are seasons that calls our, our souls to thrive and just almost burst with joy. And then there are seasons that calls our souls to strive, really to cry out and to reach for rest at the very core of who we are. How many of you have been through seasons like that in your life? To where you just, in and of yourself, you cannot find the rest that you need for your soul. You know, some of you I know are there right now. And you find yourself in that place desperately seeking God's rest in your life. And that's, that's what I want to talk about this morning. How do we find that? And how do we stay connected to the vine? Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can what? Do nothing. Do nothing. He is the key. He is the vine. And if if we move back into the Old Testament, into the Psalms, we hear just the cry of David uh, who is looking for rest. And ultimately, uh, David would always find his rest 
in God alone. If you've got your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to Psalm 62. Psalm 62. That's going to be our focus this morning. Uh, the context of this, this passage, uh, King David uh, was in a season of, of soul striving. He was in a season of desperately needing to tap into the rest that only God could provide. Uh, if you're familiar with the story of David's life, uh, this is the season where he had become king of Israel. Saul, you remember King Saul, had been pursuing him, um, seeking to take his life. And, and Dave, David vowed not to harm Saul, who was God's anointed. But ultimately, Saul and, and, and his son Jonathan, David's best friend, fell on the battlefield. And David rises to the place of being king. Well, as time moves on, more strife, more difficulty uh, occurs in the kingdom. And David's son, Absalom, betrays David. And, and Absalom sets his sights on his father's throne. And he turns much of the, the army of Israel against his father and begins to try to move David out of Jerusalem, his own father. Can you imagine your own child betraying you in such a significant way? And not only trying to, to take your crown, but Absalom was trying to take David's life, his father. You know, few things cause us to be more weary on a heart level than difficulty with our kids. I know that's been Kim and I's uh, experience over the years. Few things keep me up at night uh, more than challenges uh, with my children. And David was facing perhaps the greatest challenge you could possibly face uh, with a child, having his own son betray him. David was distraught, obviously, during this period of time, and he and the few men who were with him, David's mighty men who just hung with him no matter what, guys you didn't mess with, uh, they were sort of his, his secret service, if you will. Well, surrounded by these guys, David flees Jerusalem uh, just to a litany of insults uh, by those folks who were still loyal to Saul, who had been king at one point. David flees to the, to, to the caves that are surrounding Jerusalem. He's fleeing from his own son, going to the hills. And it was during this time that David wrote Psalm 62. You could imagine the anguish that he was feeling, the lostness, the weariness just in the depths of his spirit. And yet David writes this. He says, Commanding, literally, his own soul. Don't miss that. David says, find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation, David says, and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock. He is my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to Him. For God is our 
refuge. And some of you need to hear that today. Some of you need to just sit for a moment and soak in that truth. You won't find yourself in greater anguish than David was in here. And yet he turns his attention, he turns his heart, he commands his soul to find refuge in the Lord. A rest for the soul. Next level rest comes from God alone. All the sleep in the world, all the vacation spots you can visit will not bring rest to a weary soul. David's fleeing for his life here and he instructs his men as you read through these stories uh, during this time in David's life. He instructs his men, his mighty men, his generals who... Uh, are capable of doing anything and have done just about anything on behalf of David. He instructs them not to harm his son, Absalom, who is literally chasing them out of Jerusalem with an army of his own. And David says, don't lay a hand on my son. Do not hurt Absalom. And so in the midst of this unimaginable Family strife, David commands his own soul to find rest in God, even when his life was at risk. And sometimes you just got to do that. Sometimes you got to pause in the midst of it when the crucible of life becomes too much, when the toil of your circumstances is more than you can bear. And you just have to surrender your soul to God. To God alone. To find the rest that only He can provide. David says, truly He is my rock. He is my salvation. He is my fortress. And I will not be shaken. What's shaken in your life right now? Where do you feel like the bottom is dropping out? What's keeping you up at night? Keeping you from resting on a heart level? And God alone, as we've just sung, God alone is our hiding place. He is our fortress. He is our strong tower. Over and over in the Psalms, David refers to God this way. As a high tower. As a fortress. What picture is he trying to convey with those words? You know, fortresses and towers in David's day were used to take shelter and refuge from an enemy. Everything that you needed to survive was stored there. Food, water, weapons, all the necessities that you needed for life were found in the fortress and in the tower. 
They were high places, always, that gave you a tactical advantage. David says that's who God is. And that's what God does for us when we retreat to Him in our weariness. And we find rest. Everything we need is in that place. Peter said God has given you everything that you need in Christ for life and godliness. Everything we need is found in Him to not be shaken. Second Chronicles 20 says, Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed, for the battle is not yours, but God's. What battle do you need to let God fight for you today? Need to surrender. Stop fighting in and of yourself. And just lay that burden down. And let Him fight that battle. David goes on to say, My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock. He is my refuge. And David understood that his ultimate destiny... And he always understood this, as you see him consistently, no matter the depth of his sin, no matter the depth of his depravity, no matter how far in anguish and hurt his heart would become, he always turned his attention back to God and gave God the glory. He understood that his ultimate destiny was not in the hands of Absalom or any other man, but in the hands of God. And that God had anointed him. That God had a purpose. That God had a plan for his life. And that God would protect him. And that God would give him what he needed when he needed it. That men could slander his name. They could call his character into question. But his honor was found in God alone. He goes on to say, trust in him at all times, people. Pour out your hearts to Him, for God is our refuge. He's our hiding place. He's our shelter in the midst of life's storms. But to find that shelter, we've got to have faith. And we've got to believe that He can do what He says He can do. We've got to come to the invitation that He gives us to find rest in Him. And that requires us to believe He is who He says He is. The writer of Hebrews put it this way. It said, Therefore, since the promise of entering God's rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. He's speaking of the Israelites who wandered in the desert For 40 years, didn't take Caleb and Joshua's uh, counsel to move forward in faith, to find rest in the promised land. He says, for we also have the good news proclaimed to us that there is a promised land, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard it did not combine it with what? Faith. 
Man, it always ends with faith. To take that step, to take that leap into the unknown, trusting that all God has told us in His Word is true. Because of their unbelief, their lack of trust in God, the Israelites refused to enter the promised land. And because of that, they never entered God's rest. They refused to possess God's promise. And as a result, they wandered the desert for 40 years until all in that generation perished in their weariness. Let me ask you something this morning. Do you believe God has a place of rest for your soul? Not just in heaven, but here and now. The writer of Hebrews goes on to tell us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And without faith, it's impossible to find rest for a weary soul. David's situation, for those of you who are familiar with the story, would go from bad to worse. As one of his generals disobeyed a direct command, and as Absalom hung by his long hair in a tree after being taken off his horse by that limb... He was killed by one of David's generals. And even in the midst of that grief, of losing his son, the compounding betrayal that ends in the loss of Absalom's life, David continues to find shelter in the Father. Jesus is our rest. He is our rest. He is our peace. He is the one who calms the storm. But you've got to have faith, man. You've got to believe that He is who He says He is. And you've got to trust that He will do what He says He will do. Are you in need of that rest today? The kind of rest that only He can provide. And God's calling us to lay those burdens down. To allow Him to fight the battle on our behalf. And Jesus is calling us to respond to an invitation of His own. Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said this. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The yoke was the rabbi's teaching in Jesus' day. And in Jesus' day, the teaching of the rabbis typically laid more weight and burden on those who followed them. But Jesus says this. He says, For I am gentle, and I'm humble in heart, and you will find rest 
for your souls. And He alone is our rock. He alone is our refuge. He alone is our fortress. He alone is the lover of our souls. He alone gives us the rest that we so desperately need. As Jesus leads this morning, I want to encourage you to to come to this table. And today we're going to do it a little bit differently. It's just going to be uh, really a self-serve opportunity for communion. Uh, but an opportunity for you right where you are this morning to lay that burden down. And to come to this table and acknowledge Jesus as your high tower, as your hiding place, as your refuge, as your fortress. Acknowledging His death, His burial, and His resurrection. That these elements symbolize. Gary's going to play. And he's going to lead us in this time of invitation. And I just encourage you just to where you are. And lay that burden down. And allow this table to be just a visible symbol and recognition that Jesus is all you need and that you believe in the depths of your heart, your weary heart, that He is the one and the only one who can give you the rest that you need. Received from the Lord, but I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death
Right. 